Welcome back to another episode of Financial Testimony. Today, we're going to be talking about medical disclosures. Alyssa, medical disclosures, health disclosures, COVID disclosures. Yeah, so I think that the reason this is such a hot topic, I mean, <laughs> shouldn't be a secret, right? Very because hot legal topic. Very, It's very hot legal topic, and I think it's even, I don't want to even say political, but just a hot public topic when it comes down to it, because we've had, we've seen a lot of things recently in the news where there have been individuals in a public setting, in an employment setting, and even politician setting with the media, um, confused, right, as to whether or not you have to disclose your vaccination status and whether or not someone's allowed to ask you if you're vaccinated. And this is specifically regarding the COVID vaccine, right, because that's all, that's all prevalent right now. But um, I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes down to it, and I'm not an expert in it, but just in looking over what HIPAA is, right, we all hear, oh, you can't ask me if I'm vaccinated because of HIPAA, blah, blah, blah. So when it comes down to it, HIPAA actually only applies in cer certain circumstances. And those circumstances it applies to are the HIPAA-covered entities. And so that's where you have this protection where you can't be asked about your immunization records and that can't be disclosed without your authorization. So what falls under that, right? It's healthcare providers, healthcare planners, and healthcare clearinghouses and their business associates. So that's actually what it falls under. Those are, that's the grouping of entities that aren't allowed to ask you those questions. But for everyone else, it's technically free game. And that differs from state to state now because states are passing laws, including Texas and Florida. But taking those out of the mix for now, if you're an employer, right, that's something that I think there's been a lot of confusion about. Your employer. Can your employer ask you if you're vaccinated or not? Hayden, what do you think? Um, I would say they can. Yeah. Well, you're correct. The secretive thing is a whole other thing because there are moral reasons people argue, right? Yeah. That you shouldn't have to say if you will be outcasted from a certain group if you say you're vaccinated and you don't want that shared. But the real thing it comes down to is safety. And that's what gives employers and schools, I don't know if anyone else remembers, but Hayden and I aren't that far off. Even for law school, if I have to do it again, you have to submit your immunization records. Yep. For myself, it's for the COVID vaccination, and then it's for um, the MMR, which is measles, mumps, and... I remember there was... <laughs> I want to say a funny word, because I think it's what it is. Rubesta? I don't know if that is... Rubella. Any... Rubella? I was close. Measles, mumps, and rubella. Yes, so that's another one that you have to have for, I think, almost any school that you enter. And the reasons for that, and the reasons they're allowed to ask you that in an employment setting and in a schooling setting is because of the implications to other safety. And so that's what it comes down to. But I think the interesting dividing line is that an employer can ask you, hey Hayden, have you gotten the vaccine or not? And you can answer yes or no. But what they can't follow up with, say you say no, I'm not vaccinated. They can't follow up with the question of why, which is interesting. It's, I get it. I, well, 
kind of not in a legal sense but it's like morally yeah employers are changing this frequently but um i know at some places they're asking if you are to you're allowed to disclose if you are vaccinated against covid you show your um your vaccination card and you're exempt or it's no longer mandatory for you to wear a mask while working mm-hmm. if you do that but you're not required to show it um to just like be public but if you don't if you're not showing it then you should be wearing a mask at that time at work and it's interesting because actually in florida and texas are the two i know of right now but you do not have to show proof of it even if you say yes because uh, they think that a COVID vaccination passport would essentially infringe on your freedoms. And I think this is going to change a little once it receives FDA approval, because we're not at that point yet. No. But funny enough, why you're not allowed to ask why, why don't you have a COVID vaccine, actually falls under federal laws. And that's one is the Americans with Disabilities Act, it's the ADA. The second is the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, which is GINA, is what people <laughs> call it. So GINA and the ADA. So under those, essentially the reasoning is that if you were asked why not, that your reasoning could be, I have a disability, which is why I am unable to get vaccinated, or I have this genetic mutation where I'm unable to get vaccinated. And at that point, it crosses a line where there's discrimination in the employment process. So federal law actually protects people from giving any reason as to why or why not they are vaccinated, but there is no protection under HIPAA when it comes to asking the question blankly. That makes sense. I I feel like there's no reason not to comply with answering. Um, I think morally it's bad to, to lie and say yes, even though the answer is no. Um, and denying your showing of a vaccination card or not agreeing to work with private businesses, their policies. If you're going into a business and they require masks, you should wear masks. Like they have the full right to deny you service if that is the case. If, as long as on that logic, right? If it's just based off of following their rules, then it makes sense. It's not like discrimination. This is in no way levels of discrimination that anyone can claim that it's. Yeah, I think that part of being American is, and it's part of whether it's misconstrued or justified, that's totally up to individuals' opinions, but there is an idea that it infringes on your liberty being required to wear a mask. And I think that What's interesting is that there is no legal requirement to show, to say whether or not you're vaccinated in a public setting. And really it only comes down to the safety requirement, which would be for schooling and employment. But in Texas, for example, they just issued an executive order that states that government agencies and private businesses and institutions that receive state funding, they cannot require proof of vaccination from the public, period. So, but that's from the public. Even private businesses can't do that? Correct. Interesting. So the thing is that generally speaking across the U.S., you are able to ask about vaccine status for safety and planning purposes, but that is barring a contrary state or local law. So we go back to states 
and local communities have more power than the federal government when it comes to safety and planning purposes. But then again, going back to companies, sure, a company, say that you're a restaurant, you cannot ask someone to show proof of vaccination for entering your restaurant and not wearing a mask. And that's, you can't do that as a store. That's just uh, Texas and Florida stuff, right? That's because that's going on in California, in LA. I, I went to a restaurant the other day. Um, well, the restaurant on the side of it, I saw people doing uh, like rapid tests. They did rapid tests mm-hmm. before they were allowed to enter. And I was like, that's weird. And then I proceeded to go to the other one right next to it. But it was just like, looking out over there, I'm like, they're they're getting strict over there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird. Everyone has a different sentiment on COVID right now. Yes, and it's weird. It also is strange because it really is dependent on your local and state laws that are enforced. So I think the problem with, there's not a problem with, I mean, there's problems with news in general, but there isn't a problem with national news in the sense that it reaches a national audience, but there's a problem in everyone taking that information as what they're supposed to act on. Because when it comes to safety guidelines and laws, it is different by each city that you're in and each state that you're in. And there's a hierarchy with that where state law is going to trump the local law unless the local law is stricter. Local laws can be stricter than state law, but not less. And so with that, people have to keep in mind that you have to look at those local city laws and state laws as opposed to just seeing in the news, oh, I don't have to wear a mask. Oh, I don't have to do this because it's entirely dependent on the area that you're in. But when it comes to employers and schools, they always will have the right to ask. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I don't know if we want to get into the topic of news, but I I think news, there's no news anymore. It's all, it goes through someone, whether we would like to believe so or not. It's like the game of telephone, because you have some sort of figure person explaining what had happened, and they'll explain whatever COVID stuff is going on. I'm like, I, I don't think news is unfiltered anymore. It always goes through somebody, or it's produced in a way to keep people watching. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, personally, I do like news, and every morning, and I definitely got in this habit because of my dad, but we still get physical newspapers. I'm going to have to plant quite a few trees to make up for it, but um, I read the Wall Street Journal every morning. And I do like to see it because I can see what's going on in the stock market. I can see what's going on with inflation, our economy. And I don't think that's quite as biased. But I yeah. also think the best way, total tangent with news. Yeah. But I think the best way to approach news from my perspective is to read multiple different sources. And to not just get your information from one source. So reading things that are from different biases, right? Because if you can see it from 10 different perspectives, five different perspectives, as opposed to one single viewpoint, then you can kind of see where it aligns and you can see where the roads cross despite the biases. And I think that finding that coherence and consensus is part of how you find the truth of what's going on, because despite the biases, the same information lines up. Yeah, I... I used to be of the the stance of you got to look at everybody who's reporting on this 
and see everyone's side of it. But now I'm th- I, I've come to the point where I'm like, the fact that you have to see sides of it and not just the raw information unfiltered is where I've come to the point where I don't want to watch any news unless it's direct live stream of what is being reported on or if it is unmanipulatable data if it's just raw data no story attached to it like inflation is like a good way to put it there's a lot of uh ways you can frame the idea of inflation lately Mm -hmm. but it still comes down to prices are going up so i don't know i i am of the point where i'm like I don't watch news anymore. It's like the Mark Twain quote. If you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like ignorance is bliss when it comes to this now. See, I think that there's a way to still develop your own opinion. Because I think that news has always been biased. There's always been a reporter that's speaking through their lens. And so I think news, it's impossible for news to not be biased when it's being written by a human. But I think that news has become more politicized without a doubt in the past decade, if not past two decades. Um, But I I think that trying to find your own information is the most important thing and knowing what kind of sources you're looking at too, right? There's primary sources, there's secondary sources. And a lot of the newspapers, I'm saying newspapers because I like actually read print newspapers. I realize that literally no one else does. <laughs> but any type of uh, news outlet that you're reading, there are facts within it and they're cited. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. there's interviews. But the thing is that I think with every story, even as an individual, right, we, we write an argumentative essay, a persuasive essay. We want facts that align to our argument. So I think that the biggest thing is seeking facts for confirmation bias. And that's what a lot of newspapers do. That's what a lot of news outlets do, is uh, the articles they write, they're using facts, but it's facts that align with the argument. So trying to get those, weed those facts out and acknowledging that they're being used as confirmation bias to the broader narrative and then finding other sources with facts as well that speak to that narrative and putting those facts together to develop your own opinion is the best way to go about it where, sure, you know what, there's always going to be a level of being misinformed or having a skewed opinion because we're human and we're going to form biases at the end of the day. But trying to figure out where those facts are and what narrative they align to and where they're coming from is timely, but I think the best way to determine what the facts are, and then build your own opinion from that. I was framed excellently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I come down to the idea of all news these days, they're, they're all for profit. And if it bleeds, it sells. So it's going to sell or push the stuff that is going to keep people kind of in fear. I, I feel weird about saying it's like, it's not in keeping us informed, it's keeping us in fear. But... That's kind of how I see everything. It's nothing's good on the news. You don't hear any good stories. And it's not like I, I want to just hear good stories, but it's like if you look at the news and you only see negative stuff going on, you're going to think the entire world sucks. You're going to think life is awful. And you build like this pessimistic mindset and 
it's just terrible. I think that news sources go in two directions. I think there is a lot of cynicism, but then there's also rainbows and butterflies occasionally. It's funny watching nightly news. Sometimes you see a horrendous story or on statistics. I don't want to say quote unquote, but you can manipulate statistics and manipulate data to show something. Absolutely. So you see all this data and statistics on the COVID vaccine and it's horrible. And the Delta variant is horrible, but then it's like minutes after that, you're seeing a puppy on the screen and saving <laughs> a puppy in a tree. And it's like, it does play on emotions, which is good business. I don't think it's good for the public, but it's good business. I think my closing remarks is you have news sources that definitely play people's emotions and that's how they run businesses. But I think that when you can dedicate the time and put the effort in, especially to things you care about, looking at multiple sources and trying to find those facts, see where they align and come to your own opinions about it. I think that's the way to really develop a solidified opinion of your own that is rooted in facts and logic. And you always have your bias, but it's the best way to form them, in my opinion. And that goes with knowing your rights when it comes to immunization records and what you have to say when it comes to your medical history as well. And I think it's important for people to look into that and to try to understand all the facts before jumping to opinions as, and assumptions, as we all do oftentimes, including myself. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll close out with saying... It's, it's not hard to just be honest when it comes to talking about vaccination disclosures because as like an employer standpoint, but it's also like you kind of know this person. It's, From a public standpoint, I understand it just because of how politicized it has become and not wanting to be outcasted by a group. And, you know, there are social reasons for it that I, I try to be understanding of regardless because I'm not in the same exact position. Yeah. And news, I'll, I'll admit it, I stopped watching all news. I do not care unless it's just like, if it's someone saying Trevor Milton has been indicted on counts of fraud. Oh, then you're interested. Uh, well, <laughs> that's like, okay, how do, you, how do you change that? How do you manipulate that? Mm -hmm. That's like the top headline I saw the other day on Reddit. That's, or Wall Street bets. Little, little plug. <laughs> anyway. That's where Hayden gets his information from. I would like everyone to take that and sit on that for a moment. Wall Street bets. <laughs> yes, I believe everything verbatim that we say there. Um, but if you like what you heard today, share with a friend. If you think we have interesting opinions, also check out a blog that we have, financialtestimony.com. It's like the just text version of stuff that we say here. And uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Toodles.